0: This is the Bartender Journey Podcast.
1: Hey, it's Bartender Journey Podcast number 82. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, whatever it is you're doing. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. This week on the show, I have a short interview with Eddie Liu, who has a website that might just help you find a bartending gig. And his website's called Shift Gig, and he's been in the bartending game for a while. And uh, he's got some interesting things to say. But before we get to that, I think it's been too long since we heard from my buddy Vano. So I'm going to go back into the archives and we're going to hear about Vano's, uh, one of Vano's mentors, somebody who inspired him in his bartending career. So he's got some uh, great story about that. So uh, we're going to hear from Vano and then from Eddie.
2: The men, like the people that I saw in bartending used it as a side hustle. Like my, my mentor, you know, the teacher. Yeah. Was a was a high school science teacher, track and field coach, and he was a bartender. Right. You know, I, and how many people did I meet that were like I'm? I can go on and on, but just off the top of my head, I knew a guy who was a manager at a Stop and Shop. That's a supermarket chain big in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. He worked. He'd work during the day as a, as a supermarket store manager, mm-hmm. and then at night he would bartend because his daughter was going in college. Yeah. Working yeah. in a catering hall, I met quite a few girls that would bartend just to save for their wedding because they didn't come for money. Mm, mm -hmm. I knew a beautician that would cut hair and on Sunday, she would just bartend and she would bartend once a week Mm -hmm. and that paid for, she would do that once a week and at the end of the month, she would pay her car payment just from bartending. There you go. So, and I've always associated bartending as a side hustle, like if play money. A lot of people bartend for play money. Or it's,
1: yeah, if you're going to college, put yourself through college, yeah. that's a great way. But, the, you know, the cool thing about bartending is you can go anywhere and do it. You know what I mean? And, you know, if, if you're whatever, let's say you are going away to college, you might be able to find a bartending job in that town, you know, and put yourself through school. I, I told the story once tonight about when I went to, uh, I was working as a restaurant manager at a, at a hotel, you know, like a major hotel chain. And um, I had two weeks vacation, so I went to visit my, my grandmother who lived in Hawaii and my buddy was stationed there in Hawaii too at the same time, um, but he lived off base he had his own apartment so i I was supposed to stay for two weeks and I just stayed for five months in Hawaii, yeah. <laughs> but I got a job as a bartender, you know, which was great, you know so that's that's to the point where you know it's a great skill to have, and you can go anywhere and do it, you know anywhere in the world really
2: and <laughs> hey, you know what I, and I gotta tell you something the more time I had off like you and I are qualified to talk about this. It's not like we're talking shit. Mm-hmm. We're battle tested, man. Mm-hmm. We did the championship rounds of bartending. <laughs> I have ten plus years. Mm-hmm. You have fifteen plus years. I mean, the good. I've seen. I've worked good parties. I've worked bad parties, and I kept at it. That's that's a testament. Like I hear some people talk, like that. I bartend now, like one year. I'm like, and they're like, you know, they have like a. A very elitist mentality, and it's like, really, what, what the fuck do you know? I mean, I'm not knocking it, but talk to me in ten years. Where are you in five years? See if you're bartending. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's. You reach a point where you, you know, you look at it beyond the money, where it becomes like, it's like a hobby. Yeah, it's, it's
1: nice. It's, it's like a social situation. You know, Saturday nights, I go out and I hang out with. People that have become friends of mine, you know, the regulars at the bar. You know, I've become friends with them.
2: Let's go on to another topic, sir, because there's so much that's on my mind. I would like to talk about the interview you had with Ray Foley. Okay. And uh,
1: that was going back uh, how many weeks? Probably, uh, that was probably show 51?
2: Well, whatever it was, I have to say, I mean, this guy... To me, I've never heard of I never heard Ray Fo, I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And very informative podcast. Yeah. And a guy forty years yeah. in the industry, co-founder or co-creator of the fuzzy Naval. Yeah. That that's <laughs> epic. And I gotta say, this guy gave phenomenal phenomenal advice mm-hmm. for bartenders where he said, quote, it's you asked him what makes a good bartender, mm-hmm. personality, yeah, attitude. And work ethic—how yep. simple that is, but it's so true. Yeah. And you can apply that to ordinary life besides yep. bartending. Sure. And I, I just—and uh, it was really, it was really cool that what he talked about, mm-hmm. you and I kind of were on the same page in previous podcasts. It made yeah. me feel good that we're talking kind of the same, we're preaching the same gospel he's preaching on previous podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And what really freaked me out was what he talked about. The times you got to, I think he, he uh, referred to it as shut someone down or cutting someone right. off. Yeah, yeah. When you got to yeah. do that, you, yeah. you always say it's house rules. You never make it sound like I'm doing it. I know. That's the worst part about bartending. And we yeah. talked about it. Yeah. Remember that. If you're ever in that situation and you got to shut someone down, Yeah. it's house rules. It's not from you. Like right. I, the line I use, I always point to the cameras. Yeah. And there's no cameras. I just point to the, the <laughs> I point to like this like fake, Fake, um, fake yeah. plants. Yeah. And I just say <laughs> they're behind there, and I just get out of it, and I, I always do that. But yeah, uh, I
1: know that's a excellent interview, man. Yeah, he said he said uh, when you cut somebody off and you say it's house rules, they can't beat up the house. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. funny.
2: <laughs> and uh, Ozeal man. Yeah, Ozil.
1: he's a man. He's
2: a man. I like, I like that guy. OZiel, I gotta say, man, I've been—he, been, you know—he—he, he, you know, emailed us early in the podcast, and here's mm-hmm. a cat that I just respect his style. Yeah, he's learning and he's making his own way in bartending. Yeah, and uh, I think it's great, man. Yeah, I think it's cool how he's—he's he's thirsty for knowledge and right. he's going to all these uh, conventions. Yeah, and I think it's a message to all bartenders out there: create your own style. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, yeah. that's the thing we're—we're we're preaching. You know, have your own path. Mm-hmm. Different, never right. lose that passion, man, because I think, I think passion trumps everything. right. I agree with that. and another thing that I realized with, with uh, you know being off that you, you got a bartend. yeah I know. You, you can't escape that, and, and I think for someone to find their groove, I think it would be like six weeks of bartending you start to develop your own style, you know where you can be like original, where you, you can build on that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, you feel you know, natural maybe, and comfortable.
1: Maybe if you don't have the opportunity to actually get behind a bar at a real, you know, at a restaurant or at, at a real establishment, you know, set up a little bar by yourself at your house and uh, get some bottles with, with pourers in them and uh, invite some people over and, and make some drinks or, or volunteer to go over to a friend's house if he's having a party and uh, be the bartender over there, you know, if, the, if that, that's a great way to, to start building your confidence if you have no other way to um, get behind a bar, you know, hey, why not?
2: You know what? I agree with you 100%. But I, you got to bartend. Yeah. You got to bartend. You, there's no way, you can't, you can't learn. That what you're doing is correct because you're working on your craft, your technique. You got to work on your craft and technique. And, and I think another thing is don't hero worship. Mm. I, I've been seeing that more and more when I bartend. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think you respect bartenders. You respect people, period. Right. But don't hero worship. Be humble. Be brave. Be your own. Be, be Choose to be... Different, you know what I'm saying? Be your own bartender. You know, I'm trying to, dude, I'm being the best that I can be. Mm -hmm. I'm using myself Uh as a measuring stick, you know what I mean? Right. You know, talking to, you know, I journal shit and I go back to it, what I did right, what I did wrong. Mm -hmm. And the more I listen to the podcast, the more I realize there's so much I need to learn. I mean, that's the attitude I have.
1: Yep, that's a good attitude in any walk of life. In life, (laughs) you
2: know, we're either the passenger or the driver, man, be the driver of your life. And uh, we talk about being different, right? Uh-huh. And uh, this has nothing to do about bartending, but it has to do about being drunk. Okay. And uh, when I was like in my early 20s, there was a pizza place that we would go to after we, w- we would get drunk. Yeah. And it was a great way to end the night. You would have three slices. Yeah. And it, w- it, w- it was, the pizza was phenomenal. Right. And it, w- it was in a little shack. You would look at it, you would never think it. But the pizza was phenomenal. But the guy, and this guy that ran the pizza place was this a, a little Italian guy off the boat, but he was the cheapest son of a bitch I ever met in my life. Okay. He would give you literally three napkins, right. and he, if you wanted more, he would, he would like, like, what are you, a slob? You need three <laughs> napkins? You need more napkins? <laughs> he would, uh, you know like this, this uh, iced tea in the uh, gas stations mm-hmm. that are like a dollar?
1: The cans? Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: He would buy them and he would scratch off the God. dollar and sell them for like 50 cents more. At the <laughs> yeah. time, I think it was like 79 cents, but he would jack the price <laughs> up $50 more. He was a cheap son of a bitch. Uh, crazy with customers. He spoke, you know we talk about don't talk politics. He oh, yeah. didn't give a shit, he spoke <laughs> his mind. And if you didn't like it, he would tell you to get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> I would watch him. But what was great about this is because it was an experience, man. You would go, you're drunk, you're with your friends, you're in your early 20s, you're having three slices and you would watch this guy work. And the pizza place is not in business anymore. Yeah. But I look back and I started thinking about it. Like, he, would, he would have like a talk radio. He would listen to talk radio and he would yeah. have one of those old radios like your grandparents yeah. would have. Yeah. He would have it on top of the cigarette. I see, it, I see it as I'm telling you the story. He would have it on top of the cigarette case. And bro, like if he like what the fucking the radio host was saying, he would start arguing with the radio host. But what was weird, it would escalate and really, you're drunk, you're watching this all the time, you'd argue with a fucking radio. He would literally argue with the radio and you're drunk. And, it, it, and like I said, he was cheap. I never got a free slice, but the pizza was tremendous. But I, I look I think of that and I think of the, like these beautiful pizzerias that you walk in and there's memorabilia all these arcades and the pizza sucks. Yeah. There's nothing there and and this was gold. If I had this shit on YouTube, what we would I witness, <laughs> guarantee it would go viral. He did not give a shit and it was just it was an, it was he put on a show, bro. Oh, it yeah. was so raw. Did he did that
1: on purpose or is just personality? You know I was thinking of that.
2: <laughs> you know it, he was then he was he was he was brilliant. But I he just did not care. He, he came to this country with no money and he was just angry. Mm. And he was so cheap. <laughs> but he just like the only people that would eat for free were cops. Oh yeah. He would give the he would hook the cops up. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. He did not I mean he <laughs> he would like talk politics and if you didn't like it he'd tell you to get the fuck out. <laughs> You know, and then he would say, "All you kids today are on the fucking drug, and that's it. (laughs) And he was just like, he was just a crazy, he was a character, man, a character. And I look back and how different he was from all the different pizzerias. Like, he just made phenomenal, I mean, I'm not even kidding you, man, phenomenal pizza. Mm. It was something like, I don't know, the best is when people came in and they were new to it. And they were actually witnessing this guy for the first time. And they were like mortified, man. But it was just, it was just brilliant. So my, my my, the moral of the story is be different, but don't be cheap. Yeah, I
1: agree.
0: Hey Eddie, how are you? Good, hope you can hear me okay. I'm outside of a restaurant
1: in downtown Chicago. Oh, gotcha. Should I stepped out with a little bit. So anyway. I hear you fine, thanks. Great. Cool. So, uh, well, thanks for calling in, and uh, my, as you said, my guest, my guest today is Eddie Liu from uh, Shift Gig, and yep. just Shift Gig. Well, I'll let you explain what it is.
0: Shift Gig is a digital community that allows people in the service industry, restaurants, bars, hotels, and retail businesses, and to connect, and they connect and with each other, and they connect with businesses, oftentimes for full time, part time, and, and 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 service industry jobs. And we also have a lot of informative and resource-type content as well as as funny industry-specific content.
1: So uh, what inspired you to create a uh, hospitality-only job site?
0: Yeah, so three years ago when my founders and I got together and started, and we kind of realized that there was a gap in the social media community markets. And there was, at the time three years ago, there were 600 million people on Facebook, and there was... Only 60 million people on LinkedIn and people in the hospitality industry, doctors, people in the healthcare, and people that in, in education, teachers, just don't use LinkedIn and still don't use LinkedIn. Yeah. And probably because the type of content, the type of jobs, the types of connections they want to make and are very different.
1: Right, yeah, I hear you. That I, I find that too. Uh, LinkedIn, I, I don't know. Somehow, it just doesn't seem the place to talk about bartending. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, what uh, what advice could you offer people that uh, first of all, are, are trying to break into the business? Maybe don't have have little or no experience um, bartending specifically.
0: Yeah. So, and I mean, the first thing to do is to kind of get it, get a gig, and that might be that might be in walking door to door to to various restaurant bars or, or through their contacts where they know an owner or they know someone that knows an owner. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, there is a skill set to bartending, more of a skill set for, you know, mythologists. But what most places want is someone that's going to show up on time, somebody that's very good with customers. Right. And someone that's reliable and someone that can follow some simple and path in terms of learning different recipes. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes um, mm-hmm. you can show that in a social profile. in a better way than a resume and that's you know it's what Shiptic helps out Mm -hmm. but the key is just getting experience and whether that's learning the skills at home or whether it's learning it at a part-time job at a friend's bar Mm -hmm. and you got to get in and do it
1: yeah but, well, what about that, creating your profile and, uh, yeah, I learned, you know, 50 drinks at home and I've done this at home. You know, uh, uh, I think that might be a little, uh, a little tricky to uh, – well, you tell us. What do you think the, uh, the best way to create a profile like that is?
0: So a lot of our, our venue owners – and we have 22,000 businesses that and are using shifting, They're looking for people with personality. Mm-hmm. They're looking for people with a social network and mm-hmm. that can help drive traffic to the bar. Mm-hmm. And they are looking for someone within, you know, education and, and, and experience, too. But at the end of the day, they're oftentimes looking for someone that is very personable. And I think a social profile where, where you show, where you upload several photos mm-hmm. of yourself in action mm-hmm. kind of shows whether you're a people person and et cetera. Our, our site also has ratings and reviews. You can get your friends to kind of give you a rating. So there's, you know, a level of trust, trust and dependency, dependability.
1: Okay, that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, and you know what I'm seeing on the opposite side of that is a lot of people. A lot of uh, establishments are looking to promote from within. So people with a lot of experience sometimes actually have a hard time getting in. The, the owners feel like they're they're not going to be able to shape this person the way they want. They're already set in their ways, you know.
0: Well, yeah, so clearly that's an- another path is get a job as a hostess or a server, and work your way within the restaurant or bar that you're at.
1: Yeah. But I, what I'm saying is, you know, as somebody with uh, who's been bartending a long time, uh, owners aren't necessarily looking for that anymore. <laughs> it's uh, It can be tough sometimes to uh, to break in. You know, they're like, oh, well, you know, we we're look- really looking for a bar back who we can promote, you know? Yeah. You, you see that? Yeah, I,
0: I feel like at least when we do surveys with our venues, a lot of them are looking for personality and and, and appearance. But the number one thing is, can you make sure their experience? And at the end of the day, we we can't force people to have an experience.
1: Right, right. Well, uh, yeah. So what, you're uh, going out to the um, to the uh, job listers and, and talking to them about what the, what they're looking for. A lot. It sounds like that, that's yeah. We cool. I
0: mean we did surveys to the community, both people looking for jobs and people looking for great talents.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And, um, so tell a little bit more about, um, shift gig, what, how much, uh, information can you put up there? It sounds like you, you can build quite a profile for yourself, huh?
0: I mean, you can, you can, you can put resume kind of information, like where you went to high school, where you went to college, you can put certifications in, that you might have that so you've gone to a bar in school or, or if you, you know, you were you you have a food handler's permit mm-hmm. and you can put in, you can have friends rate and review you. And you, you can link it up to you can kind of link yourself up with with Facebook Connect or Twitter so that people can realize that that you might have a large social following. Obviously, a restaurant would rather have someone that has 5,000 Facebook or whatever, 1,800 Facebook friends than someone that's very reclusive and only has 200 friends.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, looking through your list here, you have uh, lots of listings in New York, that's for sure. Even one for Dead Rabbit. That's pretty cool. Well, it sounds like you're doing a lot for our community, and uh, we appreciate that. So it's all... um, and I guess you're, uh, there's no charge to list, right? Um, to build your profile,
0: it's free to build a profile. Free to apply to many jobs. And what I like say is, you know, build one awesome profile and apply to many jobs. So it's not like you got to create special cover letters and, and 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 resumes and or thought applications for ten places. You can create one awesome profile and apply to apply to ten with with, with ten clicks.
1: Yeah, that, that is great. You know, I, I I hate applying for jobs online. And, you know, every time you apply for this job, now i got to build a whole other profile. It drives you nuts. And you're just like, oh, I'll just skip that one. It's really not worth my f- half an hour for me to do that right now. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate what you're doing for the community. and uh, Yeah,
0: Brian, great to meet you. Thank you for your time. Yeah, feel free to get my email from from Will. I believe he's according yeah, to with Will.
1: Right, uh-huh. All
0: right, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: All right. If you're looking for a bartending job, hopefully that will help you out. And uh, that'll do it for this week. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Please feel free to get in touch. You can email me at vince.bartender at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Bar Keep Tips. You can find our website at bartenderjourney.net. You can find us on Stitcher Radio now. And uh, please subscribe on Stitcher or on iTunes. We've got lots of awesome stuff coming up in the next few weeks so please subscribe and uh, hey if you haven't heard the interview with Deshaun Zersh, you should go back and hear that that was a couple of weeks ago that was a great interview alright thanks for listening cheers